0: We read in Savitri. A giant dance of Shiva tore the past. There was a thunder as of worlds that fall. Earth was o'errun with fire and the roar of death. Clamoring to slay a world his hunger had made. There was a clangor of destruction's wings. The titan's battle cry was in my ears. Alarm and rumor shook the armored knight. And then, in a letter, he writes, Sri Aurobindo is in no way bound by the present world's institutions or current ideas, whether in the political, social, or economic field. It is not necessary for him either to approve or disapprove of them. He does not regard either capitalism or orthodox socialism as the right solution for the world's future. Nor can he admit that the admission of private enterprise by itself makes the society capitalistic. A socialistic economy can very well admit some amount of controlled or subordinated private enterprise, as an aid to its own working or a partial convenience without ceasing to be socialistic. (coughs) Sri Aurobindo has his own view as to how far Congress economy is intended to be truly socialistic or whether that is only a cover, but he does not care to express his view on that point at present. He had dictated this note to his secretary. Now, from the poem, In the Moonlight, it comes at last, the day foreseen of old, what John in Patmos saw, what Shelley dreamed, vision and vain imagination deemed, the city of delight, the age of gold, the orange age has ended, only now. The last fierce spasm of the dying past shall shake the nations, and when that has passed, earth washed of ills shall raise a fairer brow. 1967, The Mother. Men, countries, continents, the choice is imperative, truth or the abyss. And I have much more, but maybe we can do that in the second mm-hmm. session on this major topic of our time.
1: Actually, it's a lot depends on which side we are looking. So, first of all, this letter which the wrote, which you referred to, was to Kishore Gandhi. And as we know, the date is 46 and 48. And if you really look at the world, it has definitely moved in a positive direction, much, much, much positive direction. The past has been torn away. There's you know the giant dance of Shiva tearing the past. And the new children have begun to come. So uh, when I look all around, interact with people, children, I see that already that which was preparing itself behind the veil <coughs> has begun to express and assert itself. And I think the future lies with these children and not with the institutions, as he has pointed out. The mistake that we make is we still uh, rely on or wait upon the political institutions to change, governments to change, and we think that if they change, humanity will change. But it's going to be the other way around. Men will change and therefore Governments will change and therefore politics will change, therefore institutions will change because the fundamental change is a change within the human consciousness. Second, is that you know, uh, there is a very simple logic to it which I use uh, the logic of a simple heart rather than a complicated mind. You know? <laughs> the heart has its logic, I keep telling people, and you know, we should look at it. And the logic is very simple that, well, If there is divine in this world, then why worry? And if there is no divine in this world, then why worry? Because if there is divine, there is hope. Divine is the hope, you know. Tulsi Das says in one of his beautiful phrases, and it applies to all of us individually and collectively. He says, Lord, if I look at myself, there will be no hope. Even he says, if you look at me with all my defects, there is no hope for me. <laughs> but if you look at your own grace, then there is hope for everybody. Yeah. So, if there is divine presence in the world, the stand which yoga takes and stand which uh, which those who are you know, blessed with an intuitive sense of the divine, those who are blessed with faith, the vision of faith, they how can they not have hope? Because the fact that divine is present, his knowledge overrules our nascience, as Savitri says. It's a passage and he says what we have to do when nothing we can see but drift and veil. Yes. You know, we must just bear, we must go through it. This is a process. But trust in the divine wisdom. When mother was asked about the third world war and possibilities, she says, my child... Now that the supermind has descended, everything that will happen will only hasten toward the supramental manifestation. But she
0: also writes, and I'll read, unless man's consciousness changes from his narrow, selfish, ignorant, and limited egoistic individual consciousness to an enlarged, liberated, universal, impersonal, and unitarian consciousness, which is the spiritual or divine consciousness, which sees things in their essence of unity and not in the passing phenomena of diversity. There is not much hope for the present humanity. Who knows, but an immense devastation and death following a global nuclear war may be necessary to rouse the real consciousness of man so that he may change and have peace, prosperity, and harmony in life.
1: Yeah. And uh, this is to Satprem. Yeah, this won't be mother. So because mother never spoke of you know nuclear devastation. In fact, she said the very this fact an agenda though. Yeah, but this must be Satprem's or ah. uh, it's it's not mother. In fact, she in fact said that if people have nuclear arsenal there will be a tendency to use it. So she cautioned people against, she was never in favor of such devastating weapons or drastic methods. But uh, Supreme being the, you know, born rebel mm. uh, and the impatient, <laughs> he was always keen that push somehow, doesn't matter, even through devastation. But she repeatedly says in the agenda that uh, uh, that's not the preferred way she doesn't prefer that method our method is the method yes. of love and you know uh, so but but having said that there is a definitely a grain of truth in it that uh, the divine can use any means see look at the uh, bombing <clears throat> of hiroshima and nagasaki in a certain sense it did stop the world war i mean whether we like it or not probably the devastation would have been a lot more so that is one part of it. But if nuclear war in today's scenario takes place, not in 40s, it would be devastating. I mean, There is no doubt about it. And that's something which uh, I don't think we should even... She says that don't even entertain in thoughts. Uh, and why? Because as I said, the divine presence is there, the supramental manifestation is taking place, the children are there, lot of positive signs. And there is a very simple um, process in yoga which she reminds us and i think uh, it applies at collective level as well as individually the same truths apply at a larger scale she says that uh, when she was asked how to cure evil in this world well what kim jong or you know god bless the others <laughs> You know, what they represent, it's nothing but a certain part of human consciousness, maybe the darkest part, which is there, a little bit of that in everyone, uh, which has taken such a form, extreme form, so that man can objectively reject it. And in doing so, he'll reject that part within himself. So I keep saying, you know, there is a little Taliban in all of us. There is a little Kim Jong in all of us who is trying to boast and show and, you know, show that I'm so powerful i can destroy things but what is it it's just a child a braggart a brat you know of course a dangerous brat brats can do a lot of harm but the method she proposes is very interesting she says in raj yoga and he also says she says buddha recommended this method they do not see evil now you know it sounds very paradoxical because she says if people will say that well if i don't see evil that means how will i cure it she says you by not looking at that side you take away its strength. Now, in individual yoga, I have seen it so helpful. There is a phase when you are all the time watching your defects, your you know, difficulties, your problems. You know, we all have a dark side and difficult side and it takes away so much energy to start with. There is the dark side, then there is a the conflict, then there is the guilt and then there is the shame and then there is everything which is undivine. The other side is you grow in the positive side, which is what Sri says and let the light grow. And when the light grows, darkness will have room no more. So I suppose that uh, this is something which at this point, uh, the media and uh, those involved in public life, they are not yet tuned to this fact. They are all the time looking at what's frightening. Why? Because it generates a sensation. Now on Indian television, at least maybe it is happening in all over the world. Uh, at least one channel, let me not mention the channel because you know I don't want to advertise (laughs) about Mm. channels (laughs) but there is one channel, a Hindi channel which and I think one English channel also which started a um, news called Good News and it's very nice you know they come up with nice things, beautiful things are happening into the world Uh, whether it be the world of innovation, whether it be the world of social barriers are being broken whether it's the world of education and I am personally aware of so many beautiful things happening even within India. Innovative things, unimaginable. But by and large, the news doesn't cover it. You know, the, you it's put true. on the channel yes. nine o'clock and there is some politician who has done this. Somebody has been killed and somebody has, you know, uh, Pyongyang has fired a missile and I mean, It's, it doesn't make news that, you know, I'll take this example that if I go, come all the way to Pondicherry and on the road I see some dogs barking, I see some one odd child throwing stone. Now, I've come and I've gone to the Samadhi and somebody asks me that, you know, what do you have to say about your journey? I'm not going to tell that, look, you know, the dogs were barking. That's the most insignificant part of the journey. I would say, you know what, Samadhi is so wonderful. Today, someone asked me, you have been here for so many years what do you feel about this place obviously with a little bit probing thing because the person has heard this or that I said it's delight you know I just can't imagine I would die hundred times to be here and all my lives I want to be here so you know then the person asked you know but I heard about some conflicts and all this I said where where you don't have conflicts you know in a a family there are conflicts you know two people living together because (laughs) human ego is like that but at the end of the day see again this example of a family applies Um, I don't know at least in Indian families there are quarrels and everything maybe every family (laughs) people live close together and they fight but over years you know when you have grown 20 years, 30 years, 40 years together what do you remember you remember love even quarrel becomes a sweet strife of love so when you know one of the when two old couple who have lived together so one of them is a bit irritated so the other person says oh you are like that don't worry i am getting it because you know you understand that this irritation is nothing it's just a surface nature deep inside they would die for each other there is love i think it's important to bring out this aspect of humanity that there is love behind all this now how to bring it out there is a larger action and there is a mini action i think all of us at our level can contribute uh Vast universal consciousness is of course a big thing. It's for those who are doing yoga and it comes as a gift of grace. But I'm talking of very small things. Mother says that Sri was well aware of this world situation and he has written in the letter. Now the beauty is when Mother and Sri have foreseen something that means they have put the corrective. That's what I keep telling people that you know. Uh, when people say, oh, mother has foreseen this danger. So I say, yes, that means she has also corrected. Which mother, when she sees there is a danger, will not do the corrective? She is the divine. So she has seen and put the corrective. Yes. And then there are other writings which would be completely contrary. Like here she has spoken of, you know, of course that is supreme uh, by the way. But she has said at places that, you know, the world yeah. is not ready. But then she has also said that, you know, Shurabindo has told... Don't uh, tell them that, uh, well, uh, you know, they can get away with anything because ultimately the transformation is going to be. And she's mentioning this because he has said, so they have worked upon it. And so she says that when I discussed this with Sri uh, she he said, that's why we must have Auroville. So the conception of Auroville is from yes. long time. And then yes. she gives the reason behind it. Yes. She says what is happening is nations are engaged with each other through duplicity, through hypocrisy. Uh, there are cover-ups, just like there are undercover agents. There is, you know, a lot of cover-ups in diplomacy. Diplomacy is about that, unfortunately. Yeah. Whereas they should be engaged in a common activity, where there is, um, they, they come together to build something beautiful. So she was very happy that, and she mentioned the same. She said Russia has come, America has come, uh, you know, various countries, Japan has come, France has come. All these countries have come together to build Auroville. And she said, you know, it's a very good sign. That means on one side, while there are people engaged in hatred in, in, you know, Uh, engaging with each other with quarrel and hate and strife. There's another section of humanity right here which is trying to build something together. It's a challenging thing, no doubt. But was there anything worthwhile done without challenge? So this is... uh, And then she says, it may look very small. She even says that people will laugh when I say this. Nobody believes it, that Auroville can prevent a world war and a world conflict. And I personally believe that now that the Matri Mandir is established, the soul of Orwell, will, uh, there will not be a world war. There will not be a nuclear war. There will not be an. And we are seeing examples of it. Look at like recently, as recent as two days back, when UN and uh, America particularly, you know, was siding with Pakistan. Mm. Then Mother had made a very strong remarks. She said, they are. America should be converted but it is still with the adverse forces and when she heard the report she said ah they are supporting Pakistan it's such a falsehood very strong remarks in the agenda such a falsehood and then she said there are few things in the often one of them is the uh, breakup of Pakistan Uh, second is Russia and America coming together and third is conversion of the United States. Now look at, uh, this was somewhere in, uh, you know, mid-60s or maybe late-60s. Yeah. Look at now what is happening today, two days back, in United Nations. Now the truth of Pakistan has come out. I am not a Pakistan hater. let me tell you. I really feel that they are my brothers. And I want them to come together. Whether it happens by splitting or whatever. And I am not speaking right now as an Indian. I am speaking in real-world situation that the fact is today America has begun to at some place realize that look you know if we really want uh, something consolidated in the world something beautiful let us you know come together uh, let's change the axis so the axis of Pakistan has gone Yes. I see a big blunder which two of these nations have come uh, I used to always wonder what's going to happen about China because this was a, the most unpredictable <laughs> God, hmm. up the sleeve of the devil. If you ask me, yes, yes. Uh, nobody knew what's going to happen. But something very interesting happened recently. Again, you know, China and India were eyeball to eyeball. Almost there was the same threat of war and nuclear war and all. Now what happened? Suddenly, inexplicably, unpredictably. Now suddenly, China is saying, "No, we are. Uh, you know, basically, we have to work together, and uh, we want to cooperate in all regions." Uh, China has itself named some of the terror groups in Pakistan and said they are terror groups and, you know, it's not healthy. And, you know, the reason why this is happening outwardly, Uh, how the divine turns your your uh, trump card into a uh, cipher, a joker with no value. Uh, Look, uh, I'm just giving one example. China built a road into Pakistan, what we all know as CPEC. Now, you know, it didn't realize, which now probably it is realizing, by doing it, it has... uh, Both of them have endangered themselves. Because the whole road is passing through park-occupied Kashmir and into Baluchistan, which is on the boil. Now, you have put yourself into a very vulnerable position. There was no need for it. I mean, China is a strong country. It didn't need to put itself into a vulnerable position. Now, when it is vulnerable, now, you know, it, it knows that now... So much money has gone into and gone into a space which is a very dangerous space. I mean, both these countries, uh, both these places through Pakistan. <laughs> so it is now singing a different tune altogether because it realizes that I'm in a, you know, now a dangerous spot. They are very sure, extremely intelligent people. So they know about it. So I feel looking at even the recent events, just uh, and this two days back and, you know, a few months back, that there is uh, the very challenges of life, what appeared to be devastating, will now eventually uh, turn around and become a means for the world to come together. Uh, Look at North Korea. Shubindu wrote his famous letter, you know, uh, when America was with South Korea and Shubindu appreciated it. In fact, somebody asked that, should America intervene? And he said, "Yes, it's a very right thing." That I think Truman Even was. said if they yeah, were to leave, yeah, it yeah, would be yeah. A I think was it yes. Truman who was uh, yes, president? I, think so. and, huh? uh, I, I yeah, I've forgotten. No. I think it was Truman. Maybe yeah. I, I may be mistaken. President, yeah, president, uh, yes. yeah, president. And he said he's doing a right thing. And he said that the whole affair is plain as a pikestaff. And what was the whole affair? China pushing. It's expansionary design using North Korea as a flag bearer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you see what has happened today. Today China is saying that it's going to cut off oil supplies to yeah. North Korea. Yeah, this, now, is yeah, nice. this today's news. Yeah. Now the point is, well, it may say and still do some backdoor thing. But at least they are beginning to admit that we don't want a world of this kind. At least, you know, as Mother has said, hypocrisy is the first step towards change. What does hypocrisy mean? Say, part of us wants to be like this, but there is another part, which is the resisting part, the insincere part. But at least men start paying a lip service that yes, we don't want. But look at the same China fifty years back; mm. it was very clear, open. So it's going to be. But only thing is, uh, you know, as again uh, she said that uh, we lived a very we live a very harassed life. And why do we live a harassed life? Because we have a very brief lifespan. So we want everything to happen from the uh, unity between uh, Russia, India and America to the supermental transformation in maybe 40 years or 50 years. I must see it. Well, I will see it, but not necessarily in in this form. And let's enjoy the journey. And it's, it's going to be. And so I feel just like, you know, coming back to this issue that curing evil, don't look at that. I feel individually and collectively we all should find ways and means of engaging into a collective action and um, both individually and collectively into an action which is only to build beauty of the future. And since I am speaking about it, let me add, you know, these conferences which we had started, people from different places in the world come together, with a center. It could be Shurabinder and the mother. A sub, or a subject. And it was a very beautiful thing. And you can see that few years back. This was attacked. There was a division. You know what I am referring to. I do. And it was very clear to me. That this was a force of division. Which wa- we didn't yes. want. Yes. Whereas it would have been very nice. To say ki regardless of this. We continue to build the beauty of the future. Let's come together. At least let us celebrate the new creation. Let's be together in Mother and Shobindu. So what if we are different children? We may have different views. Uh, After all, it's bound to be there. We may have even strong views. But let's come together to engage in common action, common ideas, common thoughts, common feelings. Uh, One of the processes which uh, Shobindu had suggested long back and I think which uh, humanity should engage into is cultural exchanges. You know, Uh, when she spoke about tie between France and India, the mother gave this suggestion, cultural exchanges, so that you get acquainted with the beautiful side of each other. So there should be cultural exchanges, let's say between India and America, between India and Pakistan, between China and Japan. And of course, you wanted the pavilions. Yes, pavilions. You You see, what was the purpose? And for what reason? This is the reason where we get acquainted. And then probably if we go to the core, we'll, we'll discover, at least I can tell you, having moved around all over the world. And I feel human beings are fundamentally the same. They have the same issues, the same problems, the same difficulties, the same challenges. Only externally the, you know, expression is different. So, you know, but the issues are the same It's just our yes. external nature which is so different and I see it here Here we have a cosmopolitan population so after a while I mean if you just get past the initial you know skin color as they say <laughs> and maybe the language what is the difference the same we are the same people yeah. and so one of the things which is going to help is again this, uh, this cross country intercontinental yeah. travels So we have on one side the intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs. But we also have intercontinental travels now, nowadays, for whatever reason. And they are helping humanity to understand each other and come together. Uh, There was a time we should not forget when one kingdom fought against another. Why? Because the language was different. Mm. Now you discover that, well... Issues are the same. So I think uh, stress should be on the positive things, and there are lots and lots of them. Probably, you know, it's a subject in its own right, lots of things which are happening. And let's put all of ourselves into that, in whatever little way. And individually, for example, if I feel in thoughts and feelings, uh, you know, about somebody just because someone is belonging to another nation or, or another language let me get past that period uh, I keep telling you know when I used to travel and people would often ask in train so sir where are you from in India you know we yeah. have more states that <laughs> so I would say I am from India no 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 that's ok but where are you from I said India no sir I mean what language <laughs> you speak I said wherever I go I have to learn but I have lived in so many places so let's start <coughs> Feeling in our consciousness is world citizens and we have I mean um, children today I see many of these ex-students my own child you know uh, he is conversant with uh, Hindu mythologies he loves Spain he, he if he has a choice to settle down he may choose uh, England uh, he he loves pizza and he also likes Rajma so you know it's, yeah. it's difficult to say <laughs> what what he is and it's very nice so that barriers and boundaries, they don't understand many of these children about nationalism. Yeah. Now, you know, it's very difficult them, for them to understand nation is one of the steps of the Lord. You don't have to abolish nationalism for internationalism. In fact, nations have to come together and build something together. Yes, because because ap- they all have something yes, unique. to offer. Exactly. So that is the other part of the discussion. But you see today's children, they are not uh, comfortable with the nationalistic idea. And for this reason, because they live in a wider consciousness. So this idea that, you know, this nation, patriotic sentiments is, you know, they don't feel the way, you know, maybe a generation uh, before them felt. These are very good signs. I have two brief uh, and and, and, and But this one, I must say, yeah. this is with many... Riders I have not spoken about you know, nationalism and internationalism. Mm-hmm. is a very interesting discussion because today we see a wave of nationalism on one side, right from Japan to America. Uh, what is called, unfortunately, as right wing, which I don't subscribe to no, that yes, thought, right yes. wing, left wing. Yes. Uh, there's a whole matrix and you can't slot humanity just into that. Exactly. Uh, at the same time, on the other hand, there, is, there was an overriding Umbrella of internationalism. Now now these two have come together and they have to find the right harmony just like an individual and the society. You can't abolish the individual and have a society because it will be destructive. You can't have only individuality and not society otherwise it will be chaotic. So you need both. So you need nationality, nationalism and you need internationalism. This is the challenge we are facing and we will get past it. So, you see Brexit or you see, you know, certain declarations of the American president. We must understand it uh, in a certain background and the lines of forces towards which the future is advancing. We should not start with, you know, knee-jerk reactions that this is good, this is bad. Well, for the moment, this is how humanity feels because it doesn't know the balance. If you swing on one side, internationalism, there Mm -hmm. is a fair chance that Many nationalities with their own uniqueness will be wiped out, so they won't be able to bring out their best into the play. So it's dangerous. Equally, if you swing excessively in the side of nationalism, you you can have a titanic and aggressive nationalism. But there is a godlike nationalism, a healthy nationalism, which which does not uh, negate or cancel internationalism, but harmoniously fuses the two. And just wait for maybe 10 or 20 years and you'll see it emerging.
0: I'd like to close with two experiences and a sentence from Mother. Sri Aurobindo always gives us hope. The Iron Age prepares the age of gold, he said. His portrayal of the present and the future is both luminous
1: and crystalline. Wow, wonderful. So that's the hope.
0: <laughs> now these are two <laughs> brief stories about children two years of age in whom I have seen the new child, the Sunhide children. children. I won't mention names. First one, I'm at this conference, and this little one, two years old, is playing with me on the floor, And I roll the little truck back and then it gains the power and comes forward to her. And she loves it and gives it to me to do it again and again. Twenty minutes goes on. I'm getting a little tired. So I go to lean down, just to lie down for a minute. She says, sit up. Don't lie down. Two years old. The next one at my house... There's a long staircase that goes down. There's a platform and another staircase. So I show this little one. She's two. You hold on to the rail and go down slowly, carefully. Go to the platform. Then hold this railing and go down. She does it the first day. She does it the second day. And the third day, she looks me in the eye and walks down without holding the railing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They have... They They have have a new consciousness. Plenty of them. Plenty of them. Yeah. I see them all around. Plenty of them. They have come to teach us. Yes. In the real sense. (laughs) Well, we'll continue (laughs)
0: on Friday. Uh, Yes.